Question. What gets your affection? Whom do you admire? What do you love? What's your passion and deep desire? What gets your time and attention? What's your focus, your distraction? Whom do you love? What's your weakness, your heart's attraction? What is that something in your life you really cherish and adore? Is what you live, is what you love, is what you live for, and is it worth dying for? Amen. Amen. Good afternoon, church. Hope uh, everyone's doing fine on this fine day. And our pastor's absent. Pastor, he'll be absent for a few weeks, just so you know. So the next couple of Sundays, uh, you'll have myself and George and Ed up here uh, representing God on behalf of the pastor. Amen. Today, what I wanted to talk about is what or whom do you really, really love? What or whom do you really, really love? Some of us love our husband or our wife. Rightfully so. You should. There was a man named Jacob who loved a woman named Rachel so much that he was willing to slave for seven years for this woman. That's love, Brother Jarrell. I don't know if I, I, I can love that much to, to be a slave and work for somebody to marry the woman that you really, really love. Someone loves to play video games. They'll stay up all night playing video games. Not just children, I'm talking about adults. We, we really love to play video games. Some of us love to gamble. That's right. We love to gamble. It's, it's, it's an addiction. You follow me. Turn to your neighbor and ask him, what do you really love? Because we all really love something, and it's not Christ. There's a lot of things we love that hinders us from our relationship with Jesus to Christ. You follow me? Some of us love money so much that I stay awake at night trying to devise a way to get more. <laughs> Whether it's taking it from you or working a lot of hours. These are some of the things that we, we do that we really, really love to do. Some people love to play golf so much that they'll wake up early in the morning and go play golf but they won't wake up early in the morning to come to Sunday school. You follow me? There are some things that I really, really love to do that are hindrances to me and my relationship to Jesus the Christ. Some people really love to eat and drink. That's right. There's people that love to eat. They, they find and they know where all the buffet places are. And, and they love to go there and they love to eat. Some people love to smoke those left-hand cigarettes. 
That's right, left hand cigarettes. In case you don't know, that's marijuana. Because most of the time you're smoking with your left hand, even if you're right-handed. You follow me? Some people love to smoke marijuana. Some people love their children so much that they'll spend their money for their bills on their children and be put out of their home. You follow me? There are some things that we love so much and they are causing us to have a hindered relationship with Jesus the Christ. We know in 1 Timothy 6 and 10, he tells us the love of money is the root of all evil. Money isn't bad by itself, because you got to have money, right? Because things cost. But the love of it is a dangerous thing. It is a thing that will control me and my mind. You follow me? It's just like gambling. It is a control thing. It'll make you do what you wouldn't ordinarily do. It'll make you insane. And you know what insane is? It's doing the same thing again and again and expecting a what? A different result. That's what insane is. All these things we, we, we love to do. Some people love their jobs so much they can't leave that place. You follow me? They'd rather work 16, 18, and 20 hours. You have to tell them to go home. Because that's how much they love their job. Some people love basketball and, and football and baseball so much that they would rather, what, stay at home and, and watch that all day long and just sit on the couch all day watching sports. Aaron, I don't love nothing that much. <laughs> You follow me? These are things that we love that are hindrances to us. Let's go to 1 John. 1 John chapter 2 at verse 15. Hopefully you brought your Bibles with you. 1 John chapter 2 at verse 15. Give everyone an opportunity to find it. 1 John 2 and 15. This is what it says. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is what? You with me. For all that is in the world, the lust of the what? And the lust of the... And the pride of life is not of the Father, but what? And the world passeth away, and the lust thereof, but he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. Why would you love something that is of no value? Why would you love your car so much that when you drive it off the lot, it's depreciated 20 or 30 percent? How can you love those type of things that will do you no good? God has called us to something better. He has called us to love more than those things. You have just read the, the love of life, the, the pride of life, the lust of the flesh. There are some things that we love so much that if you got it, I'll devise a scheme to get it from you. This is how we, I'm talking about the Christian folk, 
This is how we are acting, but we are supposed to be different. What is it that makes us act this way? Is it lust? Is it pride? Is it because growing up you didn't have things and you want your children to have everything that you did not have? What is it that makes us want to love things that we should not love? Moses loved the Israelites' people so much in Exodus chapter 32 that he was willing to die for them. If I was to ask you, are you willing to die for me? You might say, I don't think so. <laughs> you say, Brother Price, I, I know you, but I don't love you. We, we, we're not homies. We're not buddies. I don't know you that well, so I'm not willing to die for you. Turn to your other neighbor and ask, what do you really love? Because there is something that you really love that is hindering you from that relationship. What is it that you really, really love to do day in and day out? I used to love my job. Yes, used to. <laughs> I used to do what it took to, to do my job because I thought if you, if you loved your job enough and if you worked hard enough, that what? You'd make it to the top. <laughs> Right? That's why you work, right? That's why you work hard. Because you love to work and you want to what? Be on the top. But that is not what will get you on the top. You follow me? That old saying is true. It ain't what you know, it's who you know. You, you follow me? There's a lot of things that I, I, I love to do. Don't you know that Ruth loved Naomi so much she was willing to leave her folks and go with this woman, her mother-in-law. Now that's some love. A lot of us would be saying, no, if, if my husband died, you know, his mother's on, his, on her own. <laughs> you follow me? You, will you take that woman in who is your mother-in-law in your house, and your husband is dead, which is, that was his mother. Will you take her in your house and let her live with you? Maybe, but most of the time, probably not. Because you say, I don't really love my mother-in-law that much. Or your father-in-law, would you take him in and let him live in your house? You follow me? This is what's going on with us in the world. These are the things that we say we love Christ, but by our actions, we don't. So, Brother Christ, what are you talking about? Matthew tells us a little bit about this. Don't you know that Jesus said that I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. He said, if you have done it to the least of these, you have done it, what? To me. How many of us have seen people hungry and have not given them anything? How many of us have seen somebody thirsty and have not given them a drink? We, my brothers and sisters in Christ, are supposed to be representatives of Jesus the Christ here on earth. But the truth of the matter is, I am representing myself. Because myself, Aaron, is who I really, really love. We all really, really love ourselves 
foremost. Everything else, what, is second place. What person is there, if I was to ask you, that do not love yourself? The only way you wouldn't love yourself is if what? You're insane. Because you don't know how to love yourself. Right? But me in my right mind, I'm going to love myself above everything and everyone else. Don't you know that Samson loved a harlot? harlot. A harlot is a prostitute. That man loved Delilah. He said, Brother Price, how you know he loved Delilah? Because he told her his secret. <laughs> he told her his secret because he what? Loved her. A prostitute loves her pimp, doesn't she? She loves her pimp so much so she's willing to sell her body for her pimp. You follow me? That's how much she loves. What do you really, really love. Christ wants us to really, really love him in a manner that is unconditional. That is not requiring something in order to get something. Your children love you when you give them whatever they want when they want. Don't they? But the minute that you don't give them what they want, now they throw a tantrum. Now they got a problem with you. I remember an occasion where my, my father had to whoop his granddaughter. And after he whooped her, she said, Granddad, I don't love you no more. <laughs> and, and then after a few hours later, she came back and said, Granddaddy, I, I still love you. You follow me? There are some things that I, I got to do because I really, really love you. There are some things that we must do because we really, really love our children. It doesn't do me any good to give my children a fish when I really need to teach them how to fish. Because he's going to come back again the next day and ask for something else. What do you really, really love? Show your children that you love them by giving them something that will help them become independent and not dependent on you. Because when you are gone, who's going to take care of them? You follow me? They need to be dependent on Jesus, the Christ. Don't you know that God trusted and loved Abraham so much when he was getting ready to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah, he said, I know Abraham. He will command his house after him, and they will follow me. How many of us as parents will command our children to get up and go to church on Sunday morning? I didn't ask you to ask them a question. Or you, do you want to go to church? How many of you will command them and make them come to church with you? My children have an option when they were growing up. If I got up, they got up. So if you stayed up to 5 o'clock, that was all on you. Because you knew what we were going to do on Sunday morning. You follow me? We as parents must really, really love our things to disobey God. That's right. I really, really love gambling and doing all these things because I give my tithes and offering to the boat. You follow me? Because I love to gamble. Because I love to do those things that are contrary 
to the will of God. Don't you know in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, uh, we call it the what? Love chapter. He says what? Do I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and knowledge and have not love? I'm what? I'm just making noise. I'm a tinkling symbol and a sounding breath. He said, what he's saying that Aaron, if, if I know everything there was to know, man, and I told you and belittled you, made you ashamed whenever I spoke, but I didn't have love, I ain't doing nobody no good. He's basically telling me I need to shut up. You follow me? He said, if I was to sell all I had and give it to the poor, because I wanted to be recognized by everybody that I'm a generous person. But I didn't do it out of love. He says, I'm nothing. Don't you know that love suffers long? Because you do know folks get on your nerves. Don't you think that we get on Jesus' nerves? Don't you think that Jesus gets tired of saying, here they go again doing that same old mess that they told me last night that they wasn't going to do if I got them out of it. But they go back and do it again. Don't you know that Jesus gets tired of us? Keep on making the same mistakes. Keep on saying I love him, but my actions say I don't. What do you really, really love? Peter says in 1 Peter 4 and 8, he says, For charity or love shall cover a multitude of sins. Jesus' love for us covered a multitude of sins that I will commit, have committed, and will continue to commit. Jesus did that. So let's see, what is the matter then? How do we, or how should we show love? And the way that we show love is the way that Jesus taught us. What did he teach us, Brother Price? He taught us how to love in spite of, didn't he? He taught us to love people that we don't even like. Didn't he? Jesus would eat with the regular common folk. He would eat with the prostitutes. A lot of us don't want to be seen with them because we don't want to be known as a prostitute person, a person that gathers around them and hangs out with them. Right? A person that has AIDS, you probably would stay away from him, wouldn't you? Like, I don't want him touching my hand. I don't even want to be around him because it might jump off him on me. <laughs> you follow me? Because that's what we think. Jesus even touched lepers. Because he really, really loved us. That's how much he loved us, that he would do these types of things for us. Let's go over to John, because you know that John, the gospel according to John, he talks a lot about this. Today's Sunday school lesson was about Jesus wiping the disciples' feet. Now, that's a true act of love, isn't it? Here it is, Jesus, the Lord and the Savior, he stoops down and wipes the disciples' feet. Most of us want to be served, but we don't want to serve. Right? I would prefer to be Served and to what? Be serving. But Jesus came to serve. He didn't come, what? To put on a big show. He wasn't born in a fancy palace. He didn't have all the finer things in life, even though he was what? A Lord. 
He was the king of kings. But he didn't come that way, Aaron. He humbled himself. Some of us need to humble ourselves in order to get the point of Jesus Christ and his love. We need to come down a little bit and serve one another and love one another. Jesus said in John 14, he says, if you love me, you will what? They will know you by the love you have if you keep my commandments. John 14 and 23, Jesus answered to them, if a man love me, he will keep my words. And my father will love him and we will come unto him and make our abode with him. He that loveth me not keepeth not my sayings and the words which ye hear is not mine, but the father's which sent me. These things have I spoken to you being yet present with you. Jesus loved us so much you can read the rest at home in your own time. He loves us so much and when he left, he sent us somebody else, the Holy Ghost the comforter, to take care of us, to show us the way, to bring things unto our remembrance. That's how much he loves us. Don't you know when, when we die, we shall leave our children an inheritance? That's right. Haven't you read all through the Bible where when they died, they left their children something? When we die, we leave our children dead. That's right. We don't leave an inheritance for them like the patriarchs did. They left something for their children. Even though your children may waste it, but they left them something. God has left us something. Jesus has left us the comforter to comfort us and take care of us. Don't you know that in Matthew 27, 20, 57 through 60, Joseph of Arimathea loved Jesus, didn't he? He gave his tomb up. A new tomb and put Jesus into it. Now that's love. You say like, well, I got my burial plot all figured out. You can't have that. <laughs> you follow me? That, that's for me. I'm reminded of a story of my, my mother. When my brother died, she gave up her space to put him in. Because she loved her children. You follow me? God is an awesome God, and he, he wants us to really, really love him and him alone. So we need to stop loving those things in the world, because they are of no value. There's nothing you can get from that. There's nothing your car can do for you. All the thing your car can do is get you from point A to point B. That's all it can do. Don't you know a person that has, haven't had a car, if he had a 2000, if that was his first car, he's going to love it. Even though the car is eight years old. Because that's his first car. But that car doesn't compare to anything that Jesus of Christ had for us. That car is nothing. You follow me? Jesus here, in Deuteronomy 10 and 12, he says something very important in there. The Bible says in Deuteronomy 10 and 12, And now Israel... What does the Lord thy God require of thee? What does God require from us? But to fear the Lord thy God, to walk in all his ways, and to love him, and to serve the Lord God thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul. To keep 
the commandments of the Lord and his statutes, which I command thee this day for thy good. Behold, the heaven and the heavens of the heavens is the Lord's thy God. The earth also with all that therein is. This is what he requires from us. We should love Jesus with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our mind, and love our what? Neighbor as ourselves. He said, these are the greatest, his two commandments. That's what he said in Matthew chapter 22, 35. These are the greatest two commandments that he gave us. Because guess what? You can't be giving Jesus a drink of water, can you? <laughs> Jesus is sitting on the right hand of God. So that's why he says, when you do it for me or your neighbor, then you've done it unto him. The Hebrew writer, Hebrews 13, says, be careful because you may have entertained angels unawares. You follow me? Because God rules in the affairs of man. And he knows what we are doing. He knows your heart and he knows what you really, really love and what you really, really care about. Don't you know that knowledge puffeth up? You all know that. Knowledge will make you big-headed. That's what it does. Because you love knowledge and you love to lord that over other people that you know so much. He said, well, I, I, I know everything there is to know. I, man, I can tell you how far the earth is from the sun. I can tell you how many times the earth revolves around. I, I, he said, I can tell you all this stuff because I know so much. He said, man, I read the Bible from end to end. I can tell you everything about the Bible. But are you willing to do what it says? Are you willing to take time out and understand it and try to live what it has said? So let's hear the conclusion here. Go to 1 John 3 and 16. What do you really love? 1 John 3 and 16. This is what it says. Hereby perceive we the love of God, because he laid down his life for us, we ought to lay down our lives for the what? For the brethren. But whosoever had this world's good and seeth his brother have need and shutteth up his bowels of compassion from him, how dwelleth the love of God in him? How can you say you are a Christian and you won't even help your brother or sister out? That's what he said. My little children, let us not love in word, neither in tongue, but in deed, in works, and in what? Truth. Don't just tell me you love me, right? You want to be shown that you love me, right? When, when, when Father's Day and Mother's Day come around, you, you want your children to do something for you so that you will know that they what? Love you. I'm reminded of my son, like, when Father's Day and Mother's Day came around, he never had anything. <laughs> and, you know, but in mind of my daughter, she always would give me a card, even even though if she didn't have any money, she would ask for some money, you know, or something, so she can get a card. But but not my son. See, he he wouldn't do anything. He wouldn't ask. <laughs> we didn't even tell you Happy Father's Day. <laughs> you follow me? Because our children don't really understand what what love is. If you give your child everything that they want, they will never learn what love is. Love.
love is sacrificing sometimes, isn't it? That's what love is. Sometimes a mother has to go without to feed her children. See, that's what love is. That's the kind of love that Christ wants us to have for each other. The kind of love where you can say what? Well, I can miss one meal so that somebody else can eat. You follow me? That's what love is all about. Your parents had to sacrifice a lot. Some of you even go to college. Your mom and dad spend all that money, and you go and make D's and F, wasting your parents' money. But they love you anyway, and they give you that money. That's what love is all about. Love is unconditional. That's what Christ is trying to teach us, is that we should love unconditionally at all times. So my brothers and my sisters, from these examples that God has given me to share with you, what do you really, really love? Think about it for a moment. Reason within yourselves and understand what it is that's in your life that's affecting your relationship with Christ. Think about what it is in your life that's hindering you from committing, from selling out for Jesus the Christ. Just think about it for a moment. Whatever it is, God can help you. I might not be able to help you get out of the situation, but God can help you. I may not be able to pay your bill for you, but God can make a way out of no way. I may not be able to help you raise your children, but God can send somebody else to help you out. All we got to do is trust and obey, for there's no other way but Jesus the Christ, our Lord and Savior. Thank you this afternoon. Let's all bow our heads. If there's anyone here who have not and do not know our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ, as his personal Lord and Savior. It's not difficult. All you have to do is repeat this prayer to yourself. So, Lord, I'm a sinner. And, Lord, I, I know that, Jesus, you are the Son of God. I know that you died for me and my sins, that you paid the price for me on Calvary, Lord. You said if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. It's, it's just that simple. It's just believing and confessing in our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ, Lord. Lord, I want to pray for the ones, Heavenly Father, out there that have just confessed you, Lord. Lord, in the name of Jesus, touch them right now, Heavenly Father, that, that they would come unto the knowledge of the truth, that they would come to have a relationship with you, Lord. Mom's relationship and dad's relationship won't save me. I need to know you for myself as my personal Lord and Savior, Lord. Lord, touch right now in the name of Jesus, Lord. Lord, there's someone out there that's been out of fellowship for a while and they just want to get back into fellowship, Lord. Lord, we won't condemn them for you didn't condemn us, Lord. Just help them to know, Heavenly Father, that you love them as did you forgave them, Heavenly Father. All they have to do, Heavenly Father, is, is confess. Confess our sins before you, Heavenly Father. You said if we confess our sins, you are just and faithful to forgive us of our sins, Heavenly Father. There's nothing we've done that you won't forgive us for, Lord, for you love us, Lord, in spite of our own shortcomings, Lord. Lord, we just thank you, we praise you, we magnify you. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.
Everyone stand.